Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. John Breeze took an opportunity to come to Canada when it was presented to him and has never looked back. But he's also worn a few different hats, so to speak, since that time. Lately, he's been helping business owners, educators, and other leaders in leadership coaching, as well as mentoring. I caught up with John recently on a Zoom call, and I started by asking, what are you up to in business? Funny you should ask it that way. I have th- There are three main streams of activity I'm involved in these days, I've realized, um, and they're quite separate. Um, one, one area is leadership coaching and leadership team development. And one is individual business coaching, where I work specifically with entrepreneurs and business owners who need help in uh, organizing that balance between what's going on in their world, what's going on in their life, what's going on in their business, and how come it's such a mess. And the other thing that I do, which I find is still very active, even today, editing and designing books for printing. Um, oh. This is the, this electronic age has absolutely not eliminated the need for new and initiatives in printed books. So I have quite a, a side business, if you like. Um, I design and edit books for authors. Oh, that's really exciting. For your coaching side of things, is that something that you knew you were working towards? Or is that something that kind of just became available to you and you're like, you know what, I'm good at this? Bit of a combination of both, actually. I was involved in a coaching program as a client and I got curious about that process and was pointed to a coach training program, a very good one, actually. I sort of went along and, and, and did their fundamentals course, just the one weekend mm-hmm. program. And by the end of that weekend, I was so hooked on the idea of uh, spending more time on this field, and particularly with that group of people that I had spent three days with. There were about 28 of us all together. That I signed up that Monday, uh, the next day, mm-hmm to enroll in the full program. And I completed that over the next six months. It was fun, but I wasn't intending to become a coach. Um, But then somehow or other, a few people would ask me or I would get involved and I discovered I quite enjoyed it and they seemed to appreciate it. So I've created it from there and it's now coached on 11 years. Well, let's go back in time a little bit here. What do you recall the first thing that you becoming obsessed with was? (laughs) <laughs> becoming obsessed with. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Calculus and atomic physics. <laughs> That's a very sexy subject, yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You have no idea. The uh, uh, the exploring it by oneself in the privacy mm-hmm. of one's own room, so to speak. What was that about that that, was, that spurred your interest? Well, at, at, at the time and the, the school that I was at, we certainly had opportunities to explore areas of, of, of interest above and beyond what was merely in the curriculum. And it so happened that one year I, 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 won, a, I won a prize and I cho- we were allowed to choose a book. So I chose a book about atomic physics because it was intriguing. And mm. I spent a lot of time absorbing what was available and interesting. And at one time, I thought that was probably the direction I would go in. But then when I got to university, I discovered that the amount of math that was involved in even beginning to understand it was actually way beyond me. And so I went into psychology and engineering instead. Where was it that you were growing up? I was growing up in England. I was growing mm-hmm. up in the west, west, southwest corner of England in, a, in, the, in the county called Somerset. Um, that's where I went to initially went to our equivalent of high school mm-hmm. and we were living fairly close. Um, then when my family moved away to a new opportunity just over by London and because it was a boarding school, it was easy for me to stay in that particular school. And so I mm-hmm. completed my 
sort of high school pre-university right there without having to change schools, which actually turned out to be a really good uh, a gift, if you like, of the universe yeah. handed me at that time. What uh, got you coming to Canada in the first place? <laughs> oh, there's a story on that one as well. <laughs> okay. Also to do with Adams, hopefully. Oh, no, nothing to do with Adams. Um, just after I, after I finally graduated, I got married and my, my wife and I had been on honeymoon and on our way, on our way home again, we spent some time with a friend of ours who also was getting married about two weeks later than we did. <laughs> and because we were just ex-students, um, and we were all coming, friends that were coming to the wedding, we were bunked out with people, friends of our friends and we, um, you know, which was still sleeping bags on floors in those days. And we discovered that the people that were hosting us on the floor, so to speak, were in the process of um, emigrating to Canada. He was a doctor, she was a nurse. And they said, so why don't you go down to Canada House in London and find out what it's all about? So we said, well, we can either go and go look for a house to live in, in a rather sordid uh, industrial town in the middle of London, or we could go down to London at, on the weekend, and on Monday we'd go to Canada House and find out what it's all about. These were the days when, uh, if you showed up there and they said, hello, who are you and what do you do? And one of you says, I am a math teacher, and the other one says, I am a graduate engineer. They would take you into this little office, pull out paperwork, say, would you like to sign here? And we will arrange free travel for you to come to Canada. When can you be ready? Right. Okay. Got it's yeah. a little different now, I'm told. So it was kind of a, why on earth wouldn't we? So we did. And like never looked back sort of thing? You've been I'd have, to, I'd have to say, yeah, never, never, never looked back. I've been, I've certainly traveled back to England many times over the years, but I've never felt any great urge to give it all up and go back and uh, stick my roots mm -hmm. back in those holes that probably they won't fit into anyway. So. <laughs> what? made you want to start your own business in the first place? Oh, that's, uh, that, that, that's fast forward something like yes. 30 years or so. For sure. Um, that's because later on through that career path, I ended up as a consultant and technology transfer manager for a company in Ottawa that had made a commitment to open a research development and manufacturing operation in a place called Calgary. And they said, we will pay for you to go out there for two years and help us do that. And then we will bring you back to Ottawa. What do you think? Well, we thought that was a pretty good arrangement. So we came to Calgary in what, uh, 19, 1983, let's say, 1984, did what we were here to do. And then, no, we don't want to go back to Ottawa. That's sure going backwards. Let's find a way to stay here. What can we do? And at that time, if you remember something called Yellow Pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Calgary Yellow Pages was actually bigger than the Toronto Yellow Pages. And the reason it was, as we turned out, was because it had more small business references in it than anywhere else in Canada. So he said, okay, let's find a business that we could do so we could stay in Calgary. And I found a little business called Mailboxes, etc., which is a business oh. franchise. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, bought a franchise. And uh, that was basically the the birth of my being in business for myself uh, opportunity. And mm -hmm. I did, was, did, did that for about 15 years. And then, as I said earlier, I got into finding that coaching was an interesting thing to do and um, let go of the business and went into coaching. 
I mean, we're we're recording this here in the like the very first week of January 2021. I don't know if you're much of like a, a set resolutions type of person, but is there something that you want to accomplish in the future? Is there something you're working towards in your business? <laughs> it's an it, it, interesting way of asking the question. I'm, mm-hmm. am, am I working towards something or am I working away from something? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in a pretty good spot place in my life nowadays where there's there's a, a lot of sort of peace and harmony and delight in virtually everything that I do. And I'm certainly not in a place of, uh, and I never have really espoused the idea of, let's play the I will be happy when game. I've kind of come to that place in life where I'm actually extremely contented with where I am, not the least being with the, the people that I meet, the people that I work with, the people that I support. And of course, the people who support me. So if I can continue this state of health, wealth and welfare for another, you know, four to five years or so, I will be totally delighted. And I'll feel that this has been, will have been an extremely significant and valuable part of my life. Well, to that point, then, if there's people listening in, like, who are the people that you work with the best? Like, what, what is the, uh, perfect client that can you know walk through your virtual door <laughs> oh yes the, per- the the perfect client the people that i love to work with are people who are close to if not in overwhelm at the conflict and competition that there is for their attention and their time oh. and their talents and how do we create a really significant vision for them and how can i help them make that real of course, most of the people that I work with these days are quite a bit younger than I am. So I do have a different perspective then of what's possible, what might be unrealistic, and yet what would inspire them to um, become better people and to become more at peace with themselves. So, uh, oh, and of course, um, almost all of the people that I work with in that regard are business owners or uh, professionals, uh, solopreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. They tend to be uh, owners operators of small businesses and therefore are re- totally responsible for the outcomes and for their own success rather than part of a large corporation that whether you like it or not tends to make those decisions for you what are the best ways people can find out more about you online i'm not a huge fan of of abandoning myself to online and so i have mm-hmm. to confess i don't really have a website what I'm more always happy to do is to spend time talking with people, listening to with people, letting mm-hmm. them ask the questions, uh, giving me an opportunity to ask them questions and find out if we can create a productive relationship together that will be a benefit to them and which, of course, I will enjoy watching and feeling part of their own growth and development, particularly the way in which their business fits into their mm-hmm. lives and doesn't dominate it and isn't a source of constant fear, worry, and anxiety. Is that like a, like a business phone then that people can call you at? They can always they can call me anytime at my, uh, my business phone number, which is 403-286-7942. Or the hard way, or the easy way, depending on your point of view, is just send me an email at johnbreezed at me.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, John. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening. All the links to follow up with John are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Uh